How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jamie Filer, and I'm joined by my favorite human, Professor Park, how are you, sir? Jimmy Fowler, you are a rock star. I appreciate you. You are so freaking amazing, and I'm excited for our topic today. Oh, my God. Me too. Me too, Matthew, because we just taught Module 4, which is the uh, TRM, but also trademarked seven steps of sales. Let's freaking go. Um, just taught the module, and so I'm really excited to dive in. So, Matthew, I'm curious. How did you even come up with the seven steps of sales? <laughs> You know, it was through trial and error because my sales in the very beginning wasn't very good <laughs> when I first got into sales. And I kept reading books and taking programs and learning material. And then some didn't kind of feel quite aligned with, well, of course, what I believe sales should should be. Yeah. And I was like, sales should be actually pretty simple at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I basically are practicing these levels of like, hey, as long as we learn the seven layers of sales and like learn the presentation, like how to have an authentic close and do your follow up, we should be able to win. So yeah. I started doing that a couple of years back and it actually was working a lot better. So let's, that's where it came from. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Should we go into the seven steps of sales? We should probably, you know, actually, I'd love to kind of hear, you know, cause you've been in TRM now for what, going almost five years now, Jamie. Forever. It, oh, it was four years, 20, 2019. Yeah. Well, the definition of OG, it would yeah, be. Yeah. Um, Ross kind of took it, but I'm, I'm like, but Ross kind of like, he comes to, comes and goes, you know, <laughs> took like, she's got one or two months on me, but yes, I'm definitely a TRM OG. So Ugh. I could, I could repeat the seven steps forwards and backwards in my head in your sleep, in my sleep. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> so I think I love to kind of hear kind of basically what, like when it comes to sales from here, cause of course you've seen the evolution of TRM. You've yeah. seen so many other coaching programs out there. You've seen your, you know, you've had clients, you've closed clients, you haven't closed clients. What have you seen, Jamie, as kind of like the really important things on how to be authentic yeah. you know, in that sales process from your Yeah. Own? So I think what separates TRM from a lot of the other things I've seen is that you have a former personal trainer teaching you business. Mm -hmm. Because I have seen business coaches try to teach trainers. And I'm going to be honest, I was not built like that. I was built to serve, not to sell. So yeah. hearing your seven steps of sales made all the difference to me because it really felt like helping, not selling. And people felt like friends, not customers. Um, you know, I don't even think I've used the word customer once in, in what, three, four years of business. Um, because that's, it just feels like every day I get to help my friends, you know, overcome overwhelm and reduce anxiety. So that's what, that's what selling means to me. Selling means helping. Wow. Podcast now is done. I'll see you later, Jamie. Yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs> help. Don't sell. Be clients are friends. But yeah. that was a good quote. You said selling is almost like serving at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, without with, okay, here's how I see it. Selling is a conduit mm -hmm. to serving. You, there must be an exchange of yep. energy for finances in order to get the person to where you need to go. 
right? It's like putting gas in your car. Like I need to pay for the gas to get to where I'm going. It's an if then statement. So I feel better about taking about the transaction because what it's going to lead to is like, is priceless. hundred percent. Were there times in your sales journey, Jamie, even like in TM or even before TRM where you were doing sales calls and so forth that you learned like some lessons as far as like what not to do on a sales call or things that probably that you were like, this probably wasn't a good idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, other than charging $75 a month. <laughs> well, that, well, that too. <laughs> um, great question. Great question. Um, yeah. I used to be, I used to be so service oriented. I would skip over the, Hey, how are you? You know, like, I figured the reason they were in my ecosystem was because they just wanted help that I was like, cool, cool. Here are the packages. Oh, and I would present all of them, man. We should go over everything I did. Here are the different packages. Which one do you want? And they're like, one <laughs> hold up. Like I barely got into what their goals were. I barely got into their pain points. There was no, we didn't go through the logical benefit or the emotional benefit. It was just like, oh, cool. You want a trainer? Great let's get started. So I think rushing it was a huge problem. And then, you know, like I said, I used to present all three of my offers and then let them pick. And obviously it ended up with them picking the lowest price one rather than the one that would serve them the best. Um, So I've just gotten more confident. And if someone doesn't need platinum, I don't sell it to them. I just, I give them what they need. And then also, also, the telling them how many months I think their goals will take to reach, right? Being more solid and con- not convincing, uh, what's our confident, more solid and confident saying, Hey, so looking at, you know, your goal of losing about 25 pounds he- in a healthy and sustainable way, we're looking at six months. Mm. Mm. So putting a time frame on it. I really like that actually. That's actually kind of cool. So when you ch- changed or shifted, from offering or, or mentioning your three packages to ha- obviously mentioning one, yeah. how did that change your, your converting and sales process? Um, it changed my conversions because when you only ever offer someone like the lowest, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they're not inclined to take it because they're like, Oh, you, what do you mean? So I don't get to speak to you all the time and I don't get a customized training program. No, it's okay. Right. Because you think that everyone wants the least expensive program or the cheapest, but they're not getting 100 percent of the value. And your retention rate will also probably be lower. Right. Because their success rate will be lower because they're not as invested financially or emotionally. Um, So my conversion rate changed when I started going. My core offer became gold rather than silver. And then I would or I would try to upsell platinum, which is the most the most valuable. the conversion rate also changed because people wouldn't have to go home to look at a PDF of three different offers because I told them which one they needed. Yeah. So that, you know, there isn't as much follow-up because I convert better now. I love that. And what changed for you is obviously when we first began TRM, like back in the day, um, I remember when we had that first call and you mentioned your $75 package. I think I almost fell off the side of my chair. Um, <laughs> how many times have you actually increased your prices though, Jamie, in the last four and a half years? Do you think like? I would say four. Four times. So okay. yeah. So what's interesting is that I've increased them four times. And then also since last year, mm-hmm. I, well, since this year, actually I dropped my silver because that is now Katie's 
core offer. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. So, yeah. so now I only have two. I have a, I've got my front end and then I have my upsell. And then if they need the downsell, I, I will give it to them. But it's mostly like if I know that they're better suited for silver, they go to Katie. Interesting. Interesting. So kind of rephrasing that, because obviously guys, here's some cool points in this process is that obviously Jamie increased her prices four times. But when she mentioned about like, obviously meant you're talking about platinum and gold here. And of course, silver going to Katie, that's a really unique evolution of growth and you're being authentic because now you're being real with customer clients, not customers, clients um, in how to best serve them. Exactly. Yes. Because isn't that what it all comes down to, yeah. right? how you do and sell and pitch what is best for the client because that will lead to a happier client who sees more success which leads to more retention you gave me a really good idea jamie actually as you were mentioning that about like being authentic because all, honestly being authentic actually isn't even offering discounts yeah no it's not that's actually being inauthentic because now it's like you're actually taking a client or a prospect or an individual and saying, hey, by the way, I'll take you for half my price. But you're really doing them a disservice and you a disservice and being authentic because you know you're not going to put, put, put the effort in or they're not going to, yep. which ends up being like they're going to quit in two months, right? Um, whole different topic to talk about, but it kind of makes oh, right? that kind of work, Oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah, we could go into that for sure. You know? um, it also leads to a lower retention because you don't put as much effort in. And, and I'm sure that's what you meant by doing you a disservice. Exactly. A, you're taking half or three quarters of what you normally deserve. Yeah. But also if you know, someone is like, um, a discount client. Yes. Right. Whether you want to or not, there's a part of you that's going to be like, I resent them because it's, it's half of what I deserve relative to my time. And then they're not going to get as much. And again, retention uh, stops at the 12 week mark rather than them like raving about, right. And then, Oh, also that you probably won't get a ton of referrals because they will not have seen a lot of success because everyone was discounting everything. What do you think has been a mindset shift for you around being more authentic? Like what's been kind of the mental switch that you've turned on in that process? The mental switch. Like it's wow. almost like a, maybe a psychological shift or a belief or like maybe it's confidence. Maybe yes. it's how you deliver. You right, know? right, right, right. So yeah. it's, it's thinking that you might be the only person who asks them how their day is going. That day. Uh, that's a yeah. good one, Jamie. Yeah. A lot of people, right. We have small interactions. How's your day? Good. Yours? Good. And that's all, that's all you get at work. Right. But here yeah. you have someone and I, know, and I know, I know that some of my prospects know that they have my undivided attention for 30 minutes and they use it. And so I switched my mindset to be like, you know what, even if this person says no, they got off their chest what they've mm. needed to get off their chest for who knows how long I was that person. They felt lighter as a result of the call. How this ends is anybody's game. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So taking the pressure off myself by saying, uh, even just having the call is a win for me, for them rather. Yeah. Now here's a topic I, I'd love to dive in with you as well too. And it's follow-up, right? And yeah. not so much when they get the sale, it's actually when you're doing follow-up, when you're trying to work that lead to get on a call. Yeah. Yep. And I love to kind of dive, dive more into like steps we can take or people can take that is not kind of come across pushy or aggressive or 
you know, too yeah. much to take a lead, like a one lead from social media, of course, at your specialty yeah. into um, an actual consult call. And then, oh, so that follow, so the follow up in order to even get them on the call, exactly, without being like too intense or over the, you know, like almost yeah. too salesy in that process, right? Yeah. So yeah. let me start by this is funny. Uh, <laughs> even after four years of business, yesterday, Matthew, I got a message from someone on Instagram saying I feel like I was pushed into making a decision, and I would like to wait until February seventeenth when I talk to my doctor. Interesting. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday, like, and this happens to me, I would say once every two to three months. Okay. And on one hand, I, you know, I'm annoyed with myself. On the other hand, I don't take it personally because yeah. I know where it's coming from. And it's from, it's from my heart and not my wallet. I do not need anyone's money at this point. My business is great. Yeah. I need to help as many people as possible. <laughs> that is silly. Compulsion is it is an obsession. It's what I wake up in the morning for and what I go to bed thinking about. Yeah. So I said, listen, Michelle, I am so sorry. That is how I came across. It's not who I am. It's not who I want to portray myself to be. I do this for the impact, not the income. I apologize that my enthusiasm and excitement came across as pushy. And she said, Jamie, I know where it was coming from. It was just coming from a little too frequently. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. But you know what, Matthew? I would rather be too passionate than not yep. passionate enough. And the fact that she saw me is a testament to the fact that when she's ready, she's going to be an amazing client. That is so, that is a great example. That's actually a great share, Jamie. Yeah. I'll show that example. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I will say, and I say this on every single module, is if I don't get blocked from Instagram, I haven't followed up enough. Yeah. Right? Because what do we say? Seven to 12, touch seven point. to 12 touch points are 80% of sales, or I guess 80% yeah. of people will hop on a call with you after you've messaged them seven to 12 times. So do not give up. I um, love that. Great strategy is using the flag, uh, which you can do on both Instagram and Facebook. Flag a message so that you can come back to it and filter it later. Um, so I go through flagged messages once a week or once every 14 days to see who I who expressed interest but mm -hmm. said, hey, get back to me in a bit. Um, the other thing you can do is obviously use a database in Google Sheets. If you're yep. a TM client, you know what I'm referring to. If you're not, you can start your own. Just in Google Sheets, say name, company, phone number, email, Instagram handle, Facebook handle, and then columns for follow-up dates. So follow-up one, you could say 0207 text message, and then 0214 Instagram, 0220 email, yep. right? Um, just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. The other thing that, and this is credit to you and TRM, it doesn't always have to be like a, hey, Michelle, are you ready to hop on a call? It would be like, Hey, Michelle, I saw this inspirational quote yeah. and I thought you would like it. Or, hey, Michelle, I saw this video of uh, someone doing a deadlift and it reminded me of something you mentioned you were struggling with. Or, wow. hey, Michelle, here's a reel I made on how to track macros on vacation because you mentioned you were going to the beach this weekend. This is follow-up. And that is really powerful. Like, I care about you follow-up. That actually gives value, totally. right? It's so good, you know, and... Like you mentioned, you're gonna have the odd person that's obviously going to, you know, because they're in a maybe they're in a place personally, or whatever they're emotionally, whatever they're doing. But the fact 
you're like the queen of that so when it comes to social media. You're, you're very, you're very, you're the queen of like number one, being very authentic in your process, but also like, hey, I love it because you're so freaking passionate about what you do, right? Which may come across some people like, hey, it's a little bit too much, but but that that's who you are. Like yeah. you are a passionate person, yeah. and that's the beauty I think of, of also sales is that I think sales gets mixed up with yeah. passion is actually isn't pushy. Passion is because you actually care from your heart. Yep, hundred like percent. Right. I mean, it should it should be. Right. We do know some people who are just in it for the income and that's totally fine. But again, like it's so funny, like I delivered in today's module in 2023, people can detect passion from from sales, which is again why Michelle knew where it was, where my enthusiasm was coming from. And it wasn't like I need you on my team to make money. Yeah, that's exactly it. Now, what about this? What about scripts? Uh, obviously, scripts, of course, can be very beneficial in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing with scripts, so I think I talked about, obviously, is like, how do you best use a script? Or what's, you know, like, what's it that, of course, is authentic, but yeah. not robotic. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. So I think there should be a framework for a mm-hmm. script, right? Like, you have a great ice-breaking call, uh, ice-breaking question. Um mm-hmm. You know, it could be where are you calling from? And then we can establish some, oh, that's so funny. Like my mom grew up in wherever, right? Or, uh, you know, I say, you know, uh, how old are you? What do you do for work? And what do you do for fun? Because there is 100% an ability for me to find a commonality in one of those three things, either with their hobby, with their career chosen profession, or with their age. So that's also really good. Um And then, you know, from there we can, this is where you have to be sensitive, but aggressive in why are we on the call? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say when it comes to rapport building and scripts is do not begin any question with why Mm. it is accusatory. People start getting defensive. Um, They think you're challenging them. Instead, we would ask how come? Mm, right. Like uh, so it's funny. I was, I was chatting with Devin in our breaker room and he's like, you know, one of my questions is why is this goal important to you? And I said, Devin, if I said, why is your dog important to you? You'd probably get the impression that I don't like dogs. Right. Mm. And he said, yeah. And I said, but you know that I have two of my own and their rescues. Right. And he said, yeah. And I said, so how would I phrase that? And he would say, I don't know, like how, how come you love your dogs? And I said, that's mm. a really good one. There you go. Right. So changing that question from coming at them to, you know, surrounding them with a hug. Um, so for, yeah. Okay. And then the next one is you can't just, when you follow a script, you miss out. Another example we gave in the breakout room was if, if you say, you know, how come this goal is important to you? Mm-hmm. And the next question is who else does this goal affect? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's a totally reasonable question, right? Yeah. So they say, this goal is important to me because I'm so insecure that I can't have sex with my wife. And Um, then you follow the script and say, who else does this affect? Yeah. They feel, right? Doesn't sound like you listened at all because they literally just told you the only other person involved. Right? So Uh, the script is useful, but you also have to be a human being. (laughs) (laughs) and use your ears and say, oh, right. A follow-up to that would be, that must be really hard. How long have you guys been struggling? How long has that been an issue, right? Between you and your wife in six months from now, if nothing changes, what does that look like for your relationship? 
Yes. Right? Yes. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's very much a choose your own adventure. So there are set follow-up questions. You just have to pick and choose and cut and paste which ones we're using and when. I love that because it almost reinforces the importance of flow and flexibility yeah. with your framework to make you kind of what feels congruent human to you. Yeah, absolutely. Could not agree right? more. Because yep. understand can be multiple layers. What, of course, means to you to means to me or Devin or somebody else in TRM. But ultimately, you are uncovering, you know, that challenge, that struggle that they're at on, right? And, you know, of course, you want to know where they're at. So they can, you can then pinpoint possibly a solution with your offer. Exactly. That goes into a close. Yep. That's it. That is it. I love um, the other thing I will say, and I didn't get a chance to say this on the module, is that, you know, because we're often so eager to help and serve, we are going to start answering questions, but the sales call is not designed to provide solutions. Yeah. This is what your program is for. Do not start solving their problems on a sales call, right? Yeah. You want to take down all their problems. And like, honestly, I feel like such a, a, a meanie when I do this, but like I'll start smiling when they're telling me their problems and they're like, they probably think I'm a dick, but I say, but I can do well, right? The reason I'm smiling is because the more problems I get, the more I know how much I can help them. I oh, start to get high, right? Oh, you struggle with anxiety? That's fun. <laughs> oh my God, and you have depression? It's the trifecta, come to me, right? And I'm just like, again, I'm smiling, In but they, again, it's all out of love. And so instead of saying, awesome, so what I'll probably do is like get you to journal in the morning. No, 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 no. This comes when you purchase the inner outer strength system, right? Oh. We tell them what we can offer, but we don't start solving anxiety and overweight and emotional eating problems over the phone. Oh my gosh. That is a check mark on the box for this, this podcast today. This is actually really kind of cool because, you know, as we're kind of going through everything, I think there's one thing that also might come into practice, you know, for a sales call as well, Jim, I'd love to kind of dive with you as well as, is bringing the offer in yeah. too soon. Yeah. Right. Which of course that then it kind of seems pitchy now at the end of the day, right? Yeah. You go on a call, you get rapport going all of a sudden, boom, Hey, here's what I have to offer you. You know, in the day, it's almost like basically five minutes basically in, which can happen with some people because yeah. they get nervous or they aren't sure exactly how they even present an offer period. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting because Darren said he almost has the opposite problem. People go to him already knowing they want him. So there he is trying to establish rapport and get to their pain points. And they're like, stop. Like, <laughs> I want to hire you. Can you just tell me how much it is? Um, yes, but, that's a good point. Yeah. Right? Go ahead, sorry, Jimmy. yeah. For, um, for the rest of us who are not Darren Mailing, um, I think on your your pitch and your clothes are only effective if people feel heard, mm -hmm. right? If they wanted to just blow money, they would go to a casino, but exactly. that's not what they're trying to do. They're trying to get solutions, which you can only provide if you spend enough time listening and understanding. So this yep. is why you don't rush the clothes. Cause if people don't feel heard, they won't be convinced that you can help them. So they won't want to spend money on you. Yeah. Hundred percent, totally. And like with the close, you know, to bring in that kind of that almost the round table of the seven steps, right? What are questions you prefer, you like, you know, in your close? Maybe one or two questions that you use that you know really have helped you in that process of on the seventh step. 
I mean, bringing it all together is, is, does this all make sense? Yeah. I like that. That's it. Right. It empowers them or they could say, you know, I'm still a little bit unclear. Right. Or what questions do you have on this rather than Mm -hmm. because here's the other thing. And and this is a great way to finish, but we're definitely gonna need a part two is if you say, do you have any, any more questions? They end with a no. Right. Right. That's really good, Jamie. Yeah. So if you ask an open and what other questions do you have? And they say, I'm good. That's all I got. You explained it perfectly. They're in a yes mindset. Mmm, sharp, Jamie. That's really good. There you I go. Like You're that. welcome, guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah. All is done. Take care, guys. Have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have wow. anything to finish with, Matthew? You know what? That was actually really good. I think the most important thing is just literally just practice and you know yeah. go through the seven steps and make them your own. At the end of the day, like. I think, I think it's funny because as I, when I first built those, I've changed them over. Even after this call, I'm already got more ideas just from, from you sharing ideas yourself. I'm yeah. like, oh, we should probably even modify that or this, right? Yeah. Of your yeah. feedback. Yep. Um, but the framework is all, all, obviously the same. The framework's there. Sure. We can always change the inside multiple times and make it better. Yeah. That's so it. that's beautiful, Jamie. That's awesome. So I really appreciate that, that feedback because sales to me is like a talking to your life of your business at the end of the day. You know, and obviously getting better at, you know, conversations and how you talk to the, the, the prospect and build that rapport building. And then, like we mentioned on today's training with us, you were teaching the day's training is practicing an offer. Like, actually, how do yeah. you communicate it where it does come across authentic yeah. and not robotic, you know, when kind of like, you know, pushy or so forth, you know? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like a human being. Again, pretend like you're conversing with a friend. Yeah. You like Darren, you know, that's it (laughs) (laughs) guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We're glad that you tuned in. If you like us, rate us, subscribe, leave a review. It really helps. Um, Matthew, thank you so much for being on the call for leading it like a champ. Appreciate you. You were fantastic, Jamie. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, we will see you all next week on the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Podcast. Later, Jamie. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Train Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.